something that I've been thinking about a lot lately because I've gotten clarity in terms of like the path that leads most directly to success as a filmmaker, as a horror filmmaker specifically, and I'll dig into it. But I found with success, this is the, this is the bummer, bro, because when you start out, you don't know what the path is. And so a lot of it is just this winding trail of like, you try this thing, it doesn't really work. Then you backtrack 20 steps and then you try this thing. And then it takes years in order to find the clearest path, because once you get to that point of where you've been doing it for like a decade or a couple, you then have the knowledge and the experience to not waste that time anymore. But I think it is an essential, it's an essential, but really annoying part of the game where like you spend those initial years doing a lot of shit. That's just ends up being a waste of time. You're telling me, man, you're telling me, are you feeling like doing a short film releasing one every day in October was a waste of time. Is that what that's inspired by? A bit, a bit. Ah. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's, going? tell me about it. Yeah. You know what, dude? I, I don't think ultimately it was a waste of time. I'm glad that we did it because if we hadn't, then I'd always wonder what would the result be if we like if an we experiment. Yeah. It's an experiment. It's an experiment. Yeah. And at the end of the day, everything is an experiment to a degree. Like every film is going to be different. Yeah. Life. Yes. Yeah. Um, Very macro. Yeah. But I found, look, everything at the end of the day is an experiment, but um, you know, at the end of this, I've got clarity now of like, look, it's time to come to a close with these shorts. It's not 2016 anymore. I've made the announcement before where I'm like, yo, I'm hundred percent turning to features now. Yeah. But now it's time. Now on the channel, I think there are like 90 videos. It's time. A lot um, of videos. I took a class with this guy, uh, Jeff Howard. He okay. wrote, he did all of Mike Flanagan's horror films, uh, Oculus, Gerald's Game, Before I Wake. He did Midnight Mass, that show. He did, uh, man, he's done so much stuff, but he's done a lot of like commercially successful horror features. And he was offering this class, this writing class that explains his process. And he explains it like there are always going to be extremes as far as like a template, like there's no exceptions. Yeah. There's always exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But he, he basically described himself as a blue collar worker and said that like he falls within the 84% bell curve of the main chunk of what works and just seeing his track record and being able to get all that insight from him, as far as like how you structure a screenplay, how you, you know, how you lay it out from the beginning was incredibly helpful, bro, because you can read all the books on like screenwriting or you can yeah. take classes on screenwriting. Like I wasted money with these failed screenwriters who were teaching me how to write a screenplay, but you always have to look to whoever's giving you that advice. And so the fact yeah. that I got it straight from the source where he, yeah. like I look at him and I'm like, he's got this career that I really aspire to have. And then he's giving me the stuff that he actually uses, like the nuts and bolts. He has saved me years out of my life from like, just, you know, trial and error. So now I'm at the point now where I, like, I've taken that class. 
Um, how long was that? Where, where, and had you like signed up for it a while ago? Or did it just fall into your lap or what? I was on, I mean, I follow him on Twitter. I, uh, I don't use Twitter like ever, but I just thought of him like randomly, maybe like a couple weeks ago. And I like looked him up on Twitter and he had this post where he was like announcing that he's doing these classes on like horror screenwriting. I'm like, holy fuck. Like for the like I'm a failed producer now enough so that I can start teaching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sign up here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I've never had that experience before. It's why, like, I'm most stoked about when things start to hit, not even about like the success or whatever, like all that stuff will be nice, but it's more just being able to interface with people at the top of their game and ask their process. Like when I can get to the point where I can just, you know get a meal with Jordan Peele. Yeah. I can like actually like get all that insight from him. That is going to be, that's the thing I'm most stoked about, but this is the first example where I've been able to go to someone. I actually aspire to have their career and then get that knowledge from them. So at this point, I feel like over the last three years, I've been doing this now for three years. I've kind of gone this winding path. I've learned a lot. I'm definitely way more skilled than I was at the beginning as far as like being a filmmaker, a writer, all that stuff. But now it's like a very clear break where it's like, I'm coming to the end of this 31 consecutive shorts. I've done the shorts thing. I know how to make a good short, but now it's time to make features. I think the only way that you, my end game is making really good features. So why am I trying to do something that will hopefully lead to something else? It's now time for me to make a feature regardless of how it turns out. And then just like the shorts, those getting better and better and better, I'll be actually doing the thing that I ultimately want to do. Where are you at with the fisherman feature? Fisherman feature went through uh, like a couple of revisions. And that was before I had this class. And I'm letting you know, bro, like the nuts and bolts of what is essential, what's required the notes I've been getting back on fishermen. Uh, I, yeah, that's, you know, I'm putting it to rest for a little bit. I'm, oh. I know, bro. I know. I know it made the most sense as far as like, uh, and I put so much time into it too. I know it, it makes, it made the most sense as far as this is the most successful short. Now let me capitalize on that. But from like an excitement standpoint, there's this other idea that I have that, um, that I I'm starting from a clean slate and I'm applying to the structure that I was given by Jeff Howard, which I'm most stoked about. So that'll be my November is finishing out that script. That's very interesting. Yeah. We're, yeah. What do you think about all that? And where are you at? I want to hear what you're up to. I appreciate it, man. Um, but I think about all of it is like, first of all, I, I took some of those writing seminars too. I took Robert McKee's, like three day seminar in New York. I've heard uh, that name before. Is he like he's a one, writer? He's he's an iconic screenplay t- tutor that uh, you know he's taught John Cleese of Monty Python. He saw all these people. They they portrayed him in the movie adaptation, Nicolas Cage, Spike Jones, Meryl Streep movie. And uh, Nicolas Cage is already a screenwriter in the movie. His character and his brother becomes a writer. He's like. Look how easy it is. But I went to Robert McKee's uh, seminar and he's like, oh, no, no, fuck that, fuck that. And then he's like, oh, wait, I'm really desperate. I'm going to try that like writing seminar. And he goes to it. And Robert McKee's actually portrayed in the movie by Brian Cox, the actor from Succession. And 
it's a funny, hilarious little moment. My, my dad, I love this, how funny is this little backstory I'm giving you right here. But my <laughs> dad had actually taken Robert McKee's seminar back in the day, him and my uncle Jimmy. My dad was like, if you ever become a writer, got to take this seminar. And even if you don't write, it's still good to take about creativity. And he's like, do they still offer it? And they did. And I looked into it, it was like 300 bucks. My dad was like, I'll pay for it. It's so important. I took it. And it, it actually was amazing. Like I loved learning all this just general, you know, technical stuff about uh, writing structure. But then what was also fun too, we broke down what's considered basically the best movie of all time, Casablanca. We took the script and went frame by frame through the movie, beat by beat and analyzed it. That was super fun. And he's also very self-deprecating stuff and recognizes he is the kingpin of these gurus who've never actually really done it. I don't know if he's had, he's done a lot of like writing script tunes. <laughs> done, done a lot yeah. of script tunes. So he's known like, for being the tutor, not for being screenwriter. Not for being the man in the rain, the arena, really. Yeah. So it's ironic. Arena, holy fuck. Did I tell you about that or did you just know about it? I knew about it before, but I love that you knew about it too. Yeah. yeah. Teddy Roosevelt, his famous speech. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The man, you know, the critic is not who counts, but the man in the arena with yeah, that's it, sweat and, marred by sweat and yeah, but yeah, is Bob Iger, the Disney CEO, recited that to himself before he went in to pitch himself as CEO. Oh fuck! Yeah, um, which everyone should always read that book or listen to that audio book. In my opinion, if you haven't already, it's called Ride of the Lifetime. Anyway, um, I took the seminar and remember thinking like, whoa. This has taught me a lot about story structure. It was almost like shocking. And I was like, and I had fun doing it, but I was like, I need to apply this now to like every movie I've ever seen and see if they follow it. Of course they don't. But uh, I've since then accompanied that with the book, How to Make Movies for Fun and Profit yeah. by Thomas Lennon and how he made a billion dollars at the box office and you could too. <laughs> and, you know, so it could be a lot simpler than what those guys do, but. So, all right, how it applies to you is, so you're saying this kind of new nuts and bolts that this guy brought forth to you has really made you rethink things of what you've already done. And I'm sure that is pretty inspiring and great, but I don't want that to take away from what you've already done, obviously. For sure, bro. And, yeah. and it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I appreciate that. What I'll say though, what is so dope about what, he provided is he and dude i can also share this with you too if you're looking to write stuff but um he basically said that uh he went through the top 50 like afi most praised like Pro casablanca i'm sure is one of those like afi top whatever it's always top three yeah exactly so he he watched all 50 and then he watched the 50 highest grossing films and he analyzed the structure of every single one of those films. And he it. came upon this structure that yeah. one day he watched Schindler's List and Tommy Boy on the same day. And he realized that this formula applies exactly in both films. And that was kind of the wake up call for him to be like, yo, this is what people and the reason why it works is because it's kind of what we're accustomed to seeing like as an audience kind of what we expect most of it is basically like you know it starts with a hero 
they uh they you see their life in stasis something happens uh they have these uh they they tr- they have a personal problem and they have a world problem that's simmering in the background they're too consumed by this personal problem to even deal with this world problem they have to eventually give up their personal problem in order to focus on the world problem like in a horror movie it'd be like the it the clown they have to like put down their personal shit in order to be like let's attack this fucking clown they have all these war of the worlds parts. war of the worlds and tom cruise comes to mind they have to forget about their divorce yeah yeah fight these aliens yeah dude 100 and so then they have these setbacks after setback after setback um they then think that there's like a glimmer of hope after that last setback that's the worst and then they have a victory another victory another victory and then they think they're going to win but then a huge rug is pulled out from them their mom dies or uh, you know i don't know climax climax yeah, yeah, yeah what's what's world of the war or what what is it uh war of the worlds probably someone died someone yeah so i'm sure yeah. someone died and then tom cruise yeah. like crying over the body right yeah exactly or or in uh, i am legend like he has to strangle the dog right yep and after that happens then they realize that by putting aside what i just watched i was spoiler alert the lord of the rings tv show the climax of the whole first season is sauron is revealed and it's too late they can't do anything about it oh shit there you go that's also like a cliffhanger but yeah continue there you go after that we're moving on into the third act the finale of this whole thing you realize that by putting your personal problem aside, you've actually resolved that personal problem. And in that moment, you put together all your resolve to finally put one big final attack on this thing, on this world problem. In the end, you have victory, but there's still some bittersweet aspect to it. You still lost the dog. You still, you know, whatever, your mom died. Yeah. And so that's what he provided. And it made a lot of sense just thinking about all the films I've seen. And um, my biggest problem has been structure and has been understanding of story. My, my strength is like spectacle. This isn't all the notes that I got back for stuff is like horror spectacle and coming up with scary, like imagery and scenes is strong, but I never knew how to kind of weave them together. But having something like this is helpful of just kind of hanging those. That's awesome. Also, something I take away from that specific description is like it, it got me to think of story structure in a different way. It kind of used like it's it just like it opens up. All this stuff is doing is like getting you to think about stories and characters and life in a different way so that you might have a little bit more creative tools to be able to tell these stories. Totally. So that's great. Um, yeah, it's fun. Sometimes honing into the technical and having blinders up can enhance the creativity too. Without a doubt, bro. I'm curious what it'd look like for you doing sketch comedy. Sketch comedy. Cause by the way, there's a formula too. To it. What's the formula? There's like four different types of sketches. They say, Uh, you know, I mean, someone had to give a label to it and each school has like, it's different type, but kind of forget frankly off the top of my head now but like um uh i don't know (laughs) bro i remember you told me this like i think the first time we met which is uh like a dream of yours what you think could be really cool is if you had some kind of like a weekly sketch thing like a channel like a youtube channel yeah 
Dude, the thing is, like, I found with horror, maybe they can max out. Like, as an individual creator, I've seen some channels get to, like, 180K subs. Yeah. But not really explode beyond then. I think YouTube is more suited to, like, sketches and comedy for whatever reason. Because I've seen way more examples of channels getting, like, millions of subscribers and stuff. Is that an avenue that you would still consider as far as like getting more? I, I, I was talking to my dad today about doing starting stand up, and uh, I was talking to Tanner too about doing sketch comedy. And like, yeah, it is kind of a dream. Like, when I get a, I just need a little more time to probably do stand up a bit and sketch. I don't know, it's just a phase. Like, I'll you know, I'll have another phase where I could do that right now. I am hitting his clothing pretty hard at the moment yeah. um which is exciting we we need a we're about to do our next drop of clothing sick um, you're how did, of, sorry what yeah how did it go oh dude it's fantastic. what is it called like the valley fair or something we had a booth at the sherman oaks fair our company valley and uh went as good as we could have hoped like started off our booth was like not great. And I was like, I got there so early, 8 a.m. And I'm like, I'm like, oh crap. Our booth <laughs> does not look as good as these other booths. And I thought like the product would speak for itself. No. <laughs> so Tanner shows up, our buddy Leland, Tanner's girlfriend, Marissa, and both of our moms. And everyone kind of gets together and like just puts some nice touches on it. And it, our booth ended up looking sick. And I learned so much about everything from like in person, what it, what you need to sell stuff like which we did you know it all worked smoothly uh autumn's mother was our like first or second sale of the day hell yeah uh, which was so kind and supportive um which by the way she messaged on instagram later saying uh hey by the way i got the shirt for our friend that licorice pizza was based on and by the way the uh van Nuys drive-in that you guys have on the uh postcards if you do in the website you guys should do a shirt on that. I, I think that he would like to do it. And you never know. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson would probably get a shirt. And I was just like, those guys are tight. Shit, man. Yeah. That'd be dope. Cause he, yeah, bro. Licorice pizza is like all about the Valley. It's so on brand. Mm-hmm. And it's the type of thing. And Paul Thomas Anderson's made a number of movies about the Valley. Uh, Boogie nights too. And stuff. And so I think it's the type of person, it's not like, oh, Paul Thomas Anderson gets it and the brand blows up, but it's something that like, we're going in the right direction. We're getting ourselves out there and the right people are going to start to take notice. Totally, bro. You the know? people who get it really get it. Yeah, they do. And what's cool about that too is like, I think PTA is just one example. Like, I don't know how many people, how many celebs or whatever, like people who of significance- yeah come from the valley but i'm sure it's not just him they're out there bro we we have a lot of plans uh right now we're very excited to do our second drop these crew necks and the circus liquor shirts yeah in person but in order to do it, we did this insane photo shoot it looks so good of like americana stuff in the valley on film but we can't release it until we get these product photos which are like the easiest simplest things to do mm-hmm. we just haven't been able to find a photographer that could do it for cheap really quickly and it's so pathetic. And uh, I'm get that hopefully. That's surprising. I because for LA, like I would think that you could just find someone, but 
yeah, I don't know. Um, dude, you know, I know that you're going to get a lot of really rapid progress on value mentality, the way you're talking about it, the intentionality behind that. I, uh, what I found like intentionality is such an important thing because you can do a million things, but when you set your mind to like, yo, this is the one thing I'm really going to hone in on. This is the one thing I'm really going to focus on. I think ultimately one day you could put more focus on like sketches or stand up or whatever, but like we only have a limited number of hours in the day and it ends up being like whatever you're prioritizing. Like I could do like for burnt mill and stuff. I could, there are a million things I could do, but I know for a fact, the number one and probably only thing that I'm going to accomplish during November is finishing that script with this structure template that I've been given. And I think it's important to identify what number one thing you think would have the greatest impact because that'll direct all your behaviors and ultimately the results that you're looking for. No, that's a good point. We talk about that a lot. I mean, I, uh, yeah, this, this, we got a bird in the hand, like it's, it's ready to take off. And I think the hope is, is that when this does well, that it'll help my other creative ventures too. Yeah. I think they are all interlocked. Right. Yeah. It could even feed your creative endeavor. Like if it can free you up financially, that's another. That's the hope. That's the hope. I mean, my goal, it's a tall task, but is to have value mentality be like my main income by 2023 and oh yeah that's a good goal we dude so we ended up doing two thousand dollars of uh of revenue on the fair no like, shit you sold through the roof yeah bro that's huge it's not bad and people it come was... up and like oh the circus liquor thing this logo has never been done it's perfect it's perfect and uh People, everyone said their favorite thing was a different thing. Like some people came up and said the crew necks are like, I really like the crew necks. And then other people like, oh my gosh, the hoodies are like everything. And then other people were like, the circus liquor thing is the thing you had to have. Other people said the hats. They're like, these hats are, look so good. It's really smart of you guys to target something like the Sherman Oaks Fair. Like, <laughs> I feel like, bro, at this stage, I think like target and like i'm not i'm also not going to give you advice on this like you know way more no, about but it. i like hearing your thoughts on it yeah, yeah yeah i think though like but i i agree with everything that you've been doing dude because i think especially starting out like if you're hyper focused on the place that the brand is centered around yeah i think especially at this stage and thinking about like how do i get access to these people who even grew up in the valley who might not be there anymore like all that stuff yeah. That's what the brand feels like it's all about. It's yeah. We're definitely trying for that stuff. And I applied for the studio city farmer's market. It'd be fun to do that every Sunday. We haven't heard anything back yet. Oh uh, shit. Studio city, bro. That's perfect. It'd be perfect. But, Holy shit. And that's like a weekly thing. Yeah. Can you imagine that'd be constant cash flow? It'd be perfect. Oh, you guys would clean up. Thank you. <laughs> you need to get in that, bro. That's crazy. So if we don't hear back from that, should I apply to the Encino farmer's market too? Bro, a hundred percent. You should, your main source should just be like all these farmer's markets in the Valley. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I also applied to the Los Feliz flea market. Um, oh yeah. I'm thinking about doing like one. Is Los Feliz a Valley? That's part of the Valley. No, 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 no. Next to Silver Lake. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's close. It's around. Yeah. 
it's I mean, everything in that vicinity is great i do too uh, it's gonna i don't know it's gonna be good Hell yeah. uh are you watching anything at the moment uh love is blind season three came out my mom's talking about it yeah it's a good show how about you wow finished up game of thrones last night you game of thrones the, like you, uh, came, you came the to House of dragon or whatever yeah oh it's it's a new one yeah cool yeah. you haven't watched it no nah. oh it's fun it's fun yeah keep my eye out you know all right brother you've come to the close bro always good seeing yeah. you you as well my man Good luck this week. I'll see you in the next one, okay? I appreciate it. Sorry I'm so tired. I'll, yes. All good, so, brother. I'm right with you. We'll talk right. soon. Have a great Bye. week.